Welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope your afternoon is off to a fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including the National Football League. After there were huge, dare we say, ginormous television audiences for all four games to varying degrees on wildcard weekend, we have some fun matchups awaiting us on Saturday and Sunday. The Panthers have hired Matt Rule and, of course, don't get to play anymore this season. We're learning some more important things that Rule and Panthers owner David Tepper have in common. More on that story. When you have a guy jumping from college to the NFL, there are always concerns. Why didn't Spurrier work out well? Why didn't Saban work out well? How about Lou Holtz back in the day? When some of the greatest in college football history flop in the NFL, there will be concerns. Among them, whom will Matt Rule hire on his staff? We have some early indications about how a guy who spent 20 of the last 21 years at the college level, and remember some of his Baylor assistant coaches were guys who specifically had ties to the state of Texas, which with Baylor, of course, located right there in Waco. Those are not the kind of backgrounds that traditionally help you at the NFL level, so Matt Rule will have to expand those horizons. Little by little, we'll find out more about what his plans are as he now leads the Panthers in Charlotte at the NFL level. I have a question of the day that allows for your participation on our NFL conversation. We also have a big day in college basketball. If you are a fan of any or perhaps several of the four North Carolina teams that call the Atlantic Coast Conference their home, they're all playing tonight. Three of the four are here on their home courts in North Carolina. Wake hosting number 10 in the national polls, Florida State. Danny Manning in year six has put together some big wins over Xavier at Pitt more recently. He needs a trip to the postseason. He has several good players. The Seminoles have even more than that. Wake hosting Florida State, NC State hosting Notre Dame, trying to get the bad taste of that loss at Clemson out of the Wolfpack's mouth. The Tar Heels, y'all know, are struggling badly, and maybe the only light at the end of the tunnel is star freshman point guard Cole Anthony. He will not be back until later this month after his knee surgery, but it's Jeff Capel and the Pitt Panthers visiting UNC. Roy Williams recently said that this Carolina team is, quote, the least gifted of any of the 17 teams he has led as the head coach of the Tar Heels. Those are big words. Sometimes coaches think such things. They don't always say them out loud. They often leave that for fans or media to say, man, this Carolina team just doesn't look like most of what we've seen for the last, you know, half century or so. The Tar Heels have personnel issues, to put it politely. They, of course, can match up with teams like Georgia Tech or Pitt or Clemson, but they fell to the Yellow Jackets at home over the weekend. They host the Panthers tonight. And remember, Clemson has never beaten the Tar Heels in men's basketball in Chapel Hill ever, 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 ever. And the Tigers visit the Smith Center this coming weekend. It's Pitt at Carolina tonight. Duke plays as well. The Devils are number two in the national polls. They look again like the best team in the ACC. They visit Georgia Tech tonight. 
number two in the polls, reflects 13-1 and one overall. And the Devils are one of only a couple teams that, even though it's early in the conference season, remains undefeated on that slate. 3-0 and oh for Duke in conference play as they head to Georgia Tech in the late game tonight. I'll give you my thoughts on those teams and more. Wes Miller and UNC Greensboro are at home tonight against East Tennessee State. These are two of the best teams in the Southern Conference. Bob McKillop and Davidson take on Rhode Island tonight. They're two good teams in the Atlantic 10. And if you missed it last night, we had some more stunners. Boston College beat UVA. The Cavs, number 18 in the national polls, go down. I tried to warn a lot of fans of UVA and UNC after their exoduses of last season. Not going to be the same. I didn't know it was going to drop this far for the Tar Heels. Just not going to be the same when you say goodbye to that many special players. Roy Williams and Tony Bennett both have their work cut out for them this year. The Cavs, at least in the national rankings, the Tar Heels struggling along at 8-6. and six. We'll get to some NBA. We'll get to some college football. We have great guests all day long. And beyond the NFL question of the day that I'll pose to you in just a second, beyond this big day in college basketball near and afar, it's a huge day for Carolina Hurricanes fans. As we speak... 38-year-old former team captain Justin Williams, a three-time Stanley Cup champion, one of the great clutch players of the sport of hockey, one of the great captains and leaders in that sport as well. He, remember, stepped away from hockey but didn't call it a retirement back in the preseason. Everybody knew that he needed to just sort of recharge the batteries. He needed to get deeply involved in his kids' lives here in North Carolina. He was skating on his own for the last month plus, and everybody knew that his heart was with a return to the Carolina Hurricanes. The Boston Bruins, who were one of the best teams in the NHL, asked about Justin Williams. The Toronto Maple Leafs, another team trying to make waves in the National Hockey League, asked about the availability of Justin Williams. If he's coming back, how about signing here with the Bruins or the Maple Leafs? Instead, he is being announced as once again a member of your Carolina Hurricanes. Darren and I were there last night as the Canes took the Flyers to overtime. And after a slow start and some shaky goaltending and some dumb penalties, I mean, if you can win anyway against a Philly team that is also positioned for a playoff run, that's winning on an off night. And that's exactly what they did in overtime. All-star defenseman Dougie Hamilton with the overtime winner. The building has been much more filled than usual. And whereas some games are announced as sellouts and not every seat is filled, I can tell you after 20 years of going to Canes home games, it is fun to see most of the seats filled as the Canes are once again playing playoff caliber hockey. More on Justin Williams. He's at a press conference as we speak, being introduced by the owner, Tom Dundon, and the general manager, Don Waddell. Rod Brindamore, of course, will chime in with more details on the return of Willie, as they call him in the locker room, 38 years old, three Stanley Cup champions to his credit, including the one here in North Carolina with the Canes back in 2006. Caniacs have one more thing to look forward to in the bigger picture. And I'm jacked up about the current season, so I don't want to lose sight of that. But the return of Justin Williams impacts the coming days, weeks, and months, and maybe even another nice playoff run. The Winter Classic is a possibility for the Carolina Hurricanes. That's that once-a-year celebrated outdoor game in a football stadium. 
NC State's Carter Finley Stadium will be the venue. The, the Hurricanes and the Wolfpack, of course, partners in many ways, sharing the basketball slash hockey arena we call PNC Arena nowadays. But also, it's right across the parking lot, right? Carter Finley Stadium will be the venue when the Canes get a Winter Classic. I believe that the Canes are going to get next year's Winter Classic. It's not a done deal. There are still negotiations to be done, still contracts to be signed. But that would be more exciting news for Caniacs as they went almost a decade without much exciting news. That changed last year under Tom Dundon and Brad Brindamore. It's changing again today with the signing of Justin Williams. And I think that would be one heck of an asterisk. I don't know if it'll be announced. I don't know when it'll be announced. Again, it's not a done deal yet. But I think the Canes are finally going to get a winter classic. I certainly will be buying my seats at Carter-Finley Stadium somewhere. be an interesting decision to make. What are the best seats in a football stadium for a hockey game? I don't know the answer to that. I haven't had to answer that question. I know what the best seats are at PNC Arena. I know what the best seats are at Carter-Finley when I'm watching a Wolfpack football game. I've never had to process the idea. What are the best seats? Where do we want to be, Darren Vaught? I don't know. Tickets not on sale yet. It's not even an official game yet. I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but I am excited because I believe that is a probability that you should keep your eyes on if you're a Kaniac. Tom Brady is in the headlines today. Matt Rule follow-ups from yesterday. Yesterday, ACC basketball in the spotlight. I even have some chicken soup for the sports soul for you today from the sports world. A top NFL rookie who actually was homeless for part of his childhood just bought a house for the dad who protected him by putting him and his siblings in a car to sleep overnight back when they were homeless in the player's childhood. More on that chicken soup for the sports soul, along with great guests all day long. The Hall of Famer Mike DeCourcy from the Sporting News on college basketball, near and afar. Eric McLean from the ACC Network. He played for Clemson. He knows a lot about today's Tigers as well. Clemson, LSU, Monday night for the national championship. We'll talk college football with Eric McLean as... Wake quarterback Jamie Newman, who, remember, is transferring out for his final season of eligibility. Oregon, Georgia, among those interested in his services. Interesting story around Jamie Newman, who did speak to Bruce Feldman of The Athletic about some of the reasoning. People ask, well, wait a minute, Wake helped turn you into a superstar over the last four years after you were a star at Graham High School, also right here in our backyard. Why would you leave the state or the school that helped turn you into a star for your graduate transfer season? Well, Jamie Newman has at least an answer to that question. Not all Wake fans will like it, but I will share it with you during the course of today's show. Will Brinson is our NFL expert of the day from CBSSports.com. What team, coach, or player will be under the most scrutiny this weekend in the NFL playoffs and why? I have two answers to that question, and I invite your input because I'm kind of looking for a bronze medalist. One coach jumps out to me, one player jumps out to me. Question of the day, what team, coach, or player will be under the most scrutiny this weekend in the NFL playoffs and why? I'll give you my gold and silver medalists, if you will, as it's Vikings at 49ers, Titans at Ravens, those are the Saturday games, Texans at Chiefs, and Seahawks at Packers, those are your Sunday games. Kent Briggs is also going to drop by today. If you're a Wolfpack fan, you may remember him as an assistant coach with the Pack in football. If you're a Western Carolina Catamounts fan, you might remember Coach Briggs as your head coach for a period of about six seasons. Guess who he had on his staff at Western? 
Matt Rule, the new head coach of your Carolina Panthers. What did Kent Briggs see in Matt Rule about a decade and a half ago here in Cullowee, North Carolina, home of the Western Carolina Catamounts, that may have helped them see into the future maybe success at Temple and Baylor for Matt Rule, maybe even this dream job in the NFL and the big payday that Coach Rule is getting from David Tepper. Kent Briggs will drop by in 45 minutes. Will Brinson also second hour on the NFL. Eric McLean on college football third hour. Mike DeCourcy later in hour three on all things college basketball. I'll give you my gold and silver medalists on the other side. What team, coach, or player will be under the most scrutiny this weekend and why as four more matchups await us on divisional weekend in the NFL? We'll get to the Brady, Matt Rule, Jamie Newman, Chicken Soup for the Sports Soul and other headlines. Justin Williams is once again a member of your Carolina Hurricanes. We'll get to a little bit of a lot of things with your help. You can be next with your question or comment at 1-800-849-2761. To me, the player, there are several, but the number one player under the most scrutiny this weekend is crystal clear in my eyes. The number one head coach among the eight that will be on the sidelines Saturday and Sunday also, clear, the most scrutiny by far in my eyes. I will answer those questions myself. I will elaborate on my why as we welcome your input, 1-800-849-2761. Darren Vaught is back as producer. Intern Will is back on the receiving end of your phone calls. 1-800-849-2761 is how you can join us next on The David Glenn Show. The great difference between sport and capital E Entertainment and capital S Sport is that we don't know the outcome. And that feeling of uncertainty, positively or negatively, is unique. We are quoting Bob Ryan the way I would quote, you know, Aristotle or Confucius. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. They were not looking for a quick fix, but instead they were looking for sustained excellence. They were looking for a coach who was going to come in and build a program. And that's all I really believe in. Putting a process in place that guarantees that you're going to be successful in the long run. Having the guts to stick to it through good times and bad. That's what they were looking for, and it just seemed like the right fit. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. A little Matt Rule, Panthers coach. Early word on coordinators. Guy named Sean Ryan. The Detroit Lions quarterbacks coach may be in line to be the Panthers' offensive coordinator. Those two crossed paths year ago, years ago with the New York Giants. Phil Snow is the defensive coordinator who helped Matt Rule turn around Temple. Remember when they went from laughing stock to back-to-back 10-win seasons in Philadelphia? And then when they jumped to Baylor, Phil Snow was the Bears' defensive coordinator as well as they went from that 1-11 regular season in their first year together in Waco to 11-1 in the regular season by year three. He'll be on the defensive staff maybe as coordinator. More coming out about Matt Rule little by little. Did you know that both David Tepper, Panthers owner, and Matt Rule now Panthers coach, when they met together on Monday in Waco at Matt Rule's house with his family also there, and of course David Tepper had Marty Herney with him and some supporting cast, both were short-order cooks as young men. They lived in the real world. They got greasy. They got dirty. David Tepper basically said, Matt Rule dresses like a slob like I do sometimes, and I don't mind that. He might sweat through his darn clothes, but he... As David Tepper described his own childhood, 
He took nothing for granted. Nothing was handed to him. He was not born with a silver spoon. He adopted the mentality gradually that he had to earn everything that would come his way. And David Tepper was so inspired by those sorts of conversations about their similar childhood upbringings and backgrounds that he wanted Matt Rule to be his guy. He didn't want him flirting with the New York Giants. He wanted an announcement even before the Panthers got through the rest of their scheduled interviews. Matt Rule, of course, the new head coach of your Carolina Panthers. Zach in Greensboro wants in on college basketball. Others on the NFL question of the day. What team, coach, or player will be under the most scrutiny this weekend in the NFL playoffs and why? Think about the matchups. Vikings at 49ers, Titans at Ravens, both of those Saturday. Texans at Chiefs, Seahawks at Packers, both of those uh, Sunday. Those are the last eight teams standing. So eight head coaches involved, dozens and dozens of players involved. What team, coach, or player will be under the most scrutiny this weekend and why? I have a gold medalist, and it's a player. I have a silver medalist, and it's a head coach. And I'm looking for more nominees from you statewide on the David Glenn Show as you listen from Wilmington and Greenville and Rocky Mount and Fayetteville and Raleigh-Durham, Chapel Hill and Greensboro, Winston-Salem and High Point and Asheville and Boone and the Queen City of Charlotte. You can join us now at 1-800-849-2761. As we come to those calls, the other thing I promised, it's never bad lunchtime or otherwise to give you a little chicken soup for the sports soul. I don't believe that has any caloric value, but hopefully it has more soul-style value. As I share the quick story of Raiders running back Josh Jacobs, I'm a big believer in the Jimmy V saying from many years ago, never give up. And this story of Josh Jacobs reflects that. I'm a big believer in remembering to take care of the people in life or business or society who take care of you or maybe took care of you when you couldn't take care of yourself. My wife happens to be such a pro-teacher person at, that she will go to the local high schools or grade schools when our kids were younger and ask public school teachers, what do you need in your classroom? And Darren, you can vouch for my wife on this. What do you need as someone compensated less than we as a society should be paying you and as someone who, despite that lower compensation, often reaches into your own pocket just for basic supplies and classroom needs. You know what my wife does? I'm not kidding. She either brings an old-school pen and pad and writes down whatever the teacher says, and if she requires a forklift and a pallet to bring everything that teacher asked for, you know, tissues, uh, paper, stapler, whatever, Maria will give – sometimes the teacher – gives a few answers, like politely, and Maria will say, okay, what else do you need? That's how my wife takes seriously taking care of those who in that context are taking care of our beloved children, right? In circumstances where they are often stretched incredibly thin. Well, the story of Raiders running back Josh Jacobs reflects never give up, also reflects don't forget where you came from, and also reflects take care of the people who took care of you when maybe you couldn't quite take care of yourself in all the ways that you wanted to. Josh Jacobs, as a young person on the north side of Tulsa, Oklahoma, often slept in his car because his family was homeless. Not his car, his dad's car, as it turned out. They lost their home, and Josh Jacobs had four siblings. What do you do as the father of five when you are kicked out of your home, you do whatever you can, right? I don't know the other details, but it involved that background. Josh Jacobs and his four siblings and dad 
sleeping in and living out of a car. Fast forward to the chicken soup for the sports soul and result. Josh Jacobs, who, if you did not know, was the number 24 overall pick in the 2019 draft. Great running back out of Alabama. High school star back in the day. He's actually a candidate for NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. Josh Jacobs announced on social media that he has purchased a house for his dad. And to their credit, the Oakland Raiders chronicled the situation. You can find it at Raiders on Twitter. They made a video of the father Marty's reaction. They mentioned that the home is somewhere in Oklahoma where, again, Josh Jacobs and his siblings were once living out of a car. The same state that once had them homeless now includes a house for the Jacobs family. Jacobs, if you did not know, averaged 89 rushing yards per game this year, third in the NFL behind only Derrick Henry of the Titans and Nick Chubb of the Browns. Christian McCaffrey high on that list as well, of course, from your Carolina Panthers. The Raiders picked him with a selection that was acquired in the Khalil Mack trade with the Bears back in 2018 from homelessness to high school superstardom to the Alabama Crimson Tide to NFL first-round draft pick. There's also, if you want to look it up, and ESPN, I think they call them Sports Center Featured Piece. They did that this past spring. I don't think that feature had the end result that was announced late yesterday that Josh Jacobs' dad now has his own home in Oklahoma, courtesy of his son. Jacobs said, sleeping in that car, I always look back on it. It's always going to be something that molded me into who I am. It might have been rough, but I mean, that's my life. 1-800-849-2761. Just a great story to warm up your sports soul today. Shannon in Wilmington wants in on the other side. Je Zach in Greensboro wants in on the other side. Shannon has two of the best answers to the question of the day. What team, coach, or player will be under the most scrutiny this weekend in the NFL playoffs and why? Remember your options. Minnesota at San Francisco, Tennessee at Baltimore, Houston at Kansas City, Seattle at Green Bay. One coach jumps out to me. One player jumps out to me. One of the two Shannon and I have in common. You can be next. Zach in Greensboro on College Basketball will join us as well. 1-800-849-2761. Justin Williams is once again a member of the Carolina Hurricanes hockey team. More on that story as that press conference starts to wind down in Raleigh. Duke, Wake, State, and Carolina all in action tonight in college basketball. More on the college football and NFL headlines of the day as well. 1-800-849-2761 is how you can be next on the David Glenn Show. You like college football? It's Taj Boyd. Taj, how are you? Welcome I'm to the good. show. I'm good. Dave, man, I appreciate you having me on the show. I'm excited to be here, man. And excited for the question that you're going to ask. Mark Richt of Georgia, please stop taking our best high school football players, but otherwise, thank you for the visit. Last thing for Virginia Tech coach Frank Beamer. So do we. The David Glenn Show. Thanks, David. Appreciate it a lot. You got it. to the David Glenn Show. Justin Williams is a member of your Carolina Hurricanes once again. More on that story a little bit later. The 38-year-old three-time Stanley Cup champion just made it official with a press conference. I guess technically it was official last night as we tweeted at you at David Glenn Show. Nice win over the Flyers in overtime. Home again against Arizona on Friday, L.A. on Saturday night. 
great time to be a Kaniac, given how the team is playing, how it's performed more generally under the owner Tom Dundon, the head coach Rod Brindamore last year and this year. I think the Winter Classic is coming to Raleigh at some point, maybe as early as next year. More on those stories as we pick over the NFL, college basketball, and other headlines of the day, including the question of the day. Remember, all four guests are later. Mike DeCourcy on College Hoops, Eric McLean from the ACC Network on Clemson, LSU, and other college football. Will Brinson from CBS on the NFL in about 60 minutes. And then we tracked down Kent Briggs, former Wolfpack assistant football coach, actually led Cherokee High School to its first and only state football championship just a couple years ago. He retired in 2019. Former Western Carolina Catamounts head football coach. He had Matt Rule on his staff there for a number of years. Coach Briggs is going to drop by in about 30 minutes and tell us what he saw in Matt Rule about a decade and a half ago on Coach Rule's way to being, of course, a superstar coach at Temple and Baylor, and now your brand-new head coach of the Carolina Panthers. 1-800-849-2761. As we go to Shannon in Wilmington, Zach in Greensboro, and others calling from elsewhere. What team, coach, or player will be under the most scrutiny this weekend and why? I give you my gold medalist, and then Shannon has some of my other answers, and we'll get to Shannon next. If you're Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens, as Baltimore hosts the Tennessee Titans this Saturday night, you are the NFL MVP. That is not official yet, but we all know it's going to happen. You also were last year the youngest quarterback ever to start a postseason playoff game. There are still doubters. There are still haters. There are still skeptics. Even after he has an all-but-official most valuable player season in the NFL, his combination of running numbers, which we all predicted for him coming out of Louisville, but passing numbers where it's really hard to find somebody who thought he could be this accurate, this efficient, this much of a dual threat, even if you thought it might happen, not everybody thought it would be this good by year two in the National Football League. With all that going for him, do you know what the biggest cloud hanging over his head is? It's not skeptics about the future. It's people who watched him in his first playoff game a year ago at this time. And a lot of good has happened since then. For the Ravens, I would argue the best team in the NFL. They have home field advantage. They are the number one seed. They had the best record, 14-2, and two, in part because they had the best player, dual threat quarterback Lamar Jackson. Again, if you're not sure of his passing numbers, you need to do some quick research because they were not a mirage. The way he runs, we knew about the way he's throwing is way beyond anybody, I think, predicted. Bill Polian, remember, infamously thought Lamar's going to have to learn how to play wide receiver if he wants to stick in the NFL. This is the opposite of that. But a year ago, I'm not talking about ancient history. As we come to your calls, Shannon in Wilmington, Zach in Greensboro, callers from the Triangle, welcome as well after they got to tune into the Justin Williams press conference for a little while. One year ago this month, Lamar Jackson led the Baltimore Ravens. Remember, Flacco started the first half of the regular season. Lamar Jackson overtook Joe Flacco. Lamar Jackson had a very good second half of the regular season, but he was still green to a great degree when the Ravens played that playoff game against Phillip Rivers and the Chargers. In that game, Lamar Jackson was embarrassingly bad for the entire first half. He had a 0.0 quarterback rating in the first half. He lost one fumble, fumbled two other times only to have teammates fall on it, and threw an interception. 
for the half. Now, if they had come back and won that game, we wouldn't have remembered it in the same way. But the Lamar Jackson haters remember it. The Lamar Jackson skeptics remember it. The Lamar Jackson doubters remember it. Oh, 14-2 and two is nice, and MVP is nice, but you're going to be exposed by somebody in the games that matter the way you were exposed last January when you couldn't even beat the Chargers. It was a goose egg in the first half. He was left in the game. There were fans in Baltimore chanting for Joe Flacco to be plugged in off the bench. Y'all remember that? Harbaugh had to answer questions about it. There were Ravens players going over to the fans, cursing their own fans because they didn't respect Lamar Jackson's role in getting to them, them to the playoffs, and they were so quickly ready to jump off the bandwagon. Just as this MVP season was not a mirage, just as the combination of passing and rushing numbers deserve even more respect than the critics are giving them, it was not a mirage that Lamar Jackson was horrifically bad in his one and only playoff game of his career to this point. He was hide-your-eyes bad in the first half. Now, he led a couple of touchdown drives in the second half, but they still lost 23-17 to to the Chargers. 17 points against it wasn't a world-beating Chargers team gets the finger pointed at you as to why a quality Baltimore Ravens team face-planted in its first postseason game. That cloud is hanging over Lamar Jackson as the Ravens host the Titans Saturday night. Do I think the cloud will lift if they just beat Tennessee? No, not entirely. But if he lost to the Tennessee Titans, if he had a 0.0 first half, if he was exposed as a weak link the way he was by the Chargers, I don't think any of that is going to happen. I think he's legitimately that much improved from the guy he was a year ago, thanks to hard work and a good plan and Greg Roman's expertise. But it starts with Lamar Jackson's just a better version of Lamar Jackson. What team, coach, or player will be under the most scrutiny this weekend and why? Number one answer, gold medalist. Just as Kirk Cousins finally won a playoff game, right? He's only had two chances in his whole career. That made that narrative a little weird to me. Wait a minute, he's never won a playoff game? He's only had one, right? So now he's one and one as a playoff quarterback, given what he just got with the Vikings as Minnesota heads to San Francisco this weekend. Lamar Jackson, at some point, of course, has to win a playoff game. He's still incredibly young. Joe Burrow of LSU is older than Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens. That's how weird that part of the story is. He has to beat Tennessee. Titans aren't a great team. The Ravens are at home in Baltimore. It can't be another Chargers-like meltdown for Lamar Jackson. Again, I don't think it will be, but that is the number one player under the most scrutiny this weekend in the NFL playoffs. I'll give you my number one coach after we come to your call. Shannon in Wilmington. Others can follow by dialing 1-800-849-2761. Shannon, you have great answers to this question. Welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Thank you, DG. Uh, long-time viewer, first-time caller. I appreciate it. Thank um, you. And Happy New Year. You too. Um, well, um, we definitely agree on Kirk Cousins. Um, thank God he beat the Saints uh, twice. In the, I mean, well, the Vikings beat the Saints twice versus right. East Keenan. But um, to get to the coaching, I mean, in my opinion, it would be down to two coaches. I didn't give it during their pre-call, but um, I, my my previous consensus was uh andy reed that's the correct answer his experience i mean going all the way back to being in the super bowl and the patriots and the eagles he laid an egg unfortunately and he's such a great offensive you know and quarterback specialist 
And, you know, with his experience, you would think he would have already won a Super Bowl by now. I mean, he had yes. kind of a quarterback with the Eagles. And now he's got Pat Mahomes and he had Alex Smith for a time before, you know, he uh, got injured. Hey, man, you might have another coach in mind that's also a good answer, but you just gave the best answer when it comes to head coaches. It's not even close. I mean, Harbaugh is under some pressure because they're the top seed and they're at home and the Ravens had the best record at 14-2. Yeah, there's some pressure. But you know what Harbaugh gets to pull out of his back pocket if anybody second guesses him because they don't win the Super Bowl? At least he's been there, done that. Harbaugh is a member of the Super Bowl Championship Club, and Andy Reid, at 61 years old, for all of the great things he's done, and I admire and respect Andy Reid as much as I admire and respect any NFL head coach. I'm an Eagles fan, of course. The city of Philadelphia still loves Andy to this day, and it is not easy to be a former Philadelphia player or coach and still be celebrated by that angry fan base. Andy Reid fits that description because he did win a lot of games. He did take the Eagles to the Super Bowl, but he is that golfer that gets the label best without a major victory, right? Andy Reid, believe it or not, when you add regular season and postseason wins, is number six in the history of the NFL on the victories list. Well, guess what? He's surrounded by others who not only have 200-plus victories, they also have one or two or three or six Super Bowl championship rings. Andy Reid has the big fat zero there. His only trip to the Super Bowl was in 2004 with the Philadelphia Eagles. So there's a little yellowing around the edges on that particular paper, if you will. He has only the one Super Bowl trip. He has no Super Bowl victories. He has, listen to this, in 21 seasons as a head coach, Philadelphia and, of course, more recently, the Kansas City Chiefs, he has only three losing seasons. Unless your name is Bill Belichick, you don't have that level of consistent success. Only three losing seasons out of 21? That's Andy Reid's resume. That's a Hall of Fame caliber resume. Out of 21 seasons as a head coach, he's taken his teams, Eagles or Chiefs, to the playoffs 15 times. That's a Hall of Fame caliber resume. So he's on all the right lists. His winning percentage is through the roof. And guess what? He's one of the favorites this year. And he's at home on Sunday afternoon. And he has last year's MVP, Patrick Mahomes, at quarterback, healthy again. You know who's not going to get any benefit of the doubt this weekend if their teams lose? Lamar Jackson, because of the Chargers nightmare a year ago, if the Ravens don't beat the Titans. And right there alongside him, I'm putting Lamar Jackson as the gold medalist in the question of the day, and Andy Reid as the silver medalist. Andy Reid won't get a tiny benefit of anybody's doubt if the Chiefs at home with Mahomes healthy as the heavy favorite over the Texans, if they face plant the way too many Andy Reid teams have done in the postseason. The guy's done everything else you can possibly do, and he's not getting any younger at 61 years old. He's battled some health issues. Easy guy to root for, Andy Reid. I wish him well, but those two guys, Lamar Jackson of the Ravens, Andy Reid, coach of the Chiefs, they are under scrutiny to put it nicely they are in the crosshairs in a sense given some playoffs failures in the past many of them for Andy Reid just that one game a year ago for Lamar Jackson if you wanted to add Shannon go right ahead otherwise I'll keep moving uh yes sir uh the only other thing and and, and kudos to your opinion I mean you had a lot of stats to back it up but uh, I'd say the second opinion would definitely be Pete Carroll 
I mean, when you bring back Marshawn Lynch and try to repeat history, yeah. it's 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 a little it's a little vague. You know, Russell Wilson has had an incredible year. Um, not a big, not not really a, a lover of the Seahawks too much, but I love Russell Wilson. And Pete Carroll is Pete Carroll. I mean, he's he's great. I yeah, mean, he, so, and he gets but, two benefits of the doubt that Andy Reid won't get. One, he's a member of the Super Bowl club, right? And two, he's on the road, and I think he's the Vegas underdog, right? So as the Seahawks visit the Packers. The dynamics are different. Your road victories are hard to get. And one more thing for Pete Carroll. He just got a playoff road victory, right? Went to Philly and beat the Eagles. So I think he is under less scrutiny compared to a guy like Andy Reid, although I get where you're coming from with all of that. 1-800-849-2761. Fun question of the day. Shannon got some of the best answers to it. What team, coach, or player will be under the most scrutiny this weekend and why? My gold medalist, Ravens QB, Lamar Jackson, because of last year's ugly playoff loss where he had a just debacle of a first half personally. Chiefs head coach Andy Reid takes my silver. I'm all ears when it comes to the bronze, and there's a lot of good answers out there. Kent Briggs, who coached with Matt Rule at Western Carolina. Coach Briggs was the head coach. Matt Rule was one of his assistants. Kent Briggs, also formerly of NC State, joins us live in 15 minutes. We'll learn more about what David Tepper has on his hands with the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Will Brinson of CBS on the NFL in 45 minutes. Eric McLean from the ACC Network on Clemson, LSU, and other college football. Mike DeCourcy, the Hall of Famer from the Sporting News, drops by third hour. Tonight, Duke and Wake and State and Carolina all take to the hard court in separate games of ACC basketball. We'll talk the national scene and the teams closer to home with Mike DeCourcy in our number three. You can be next with your question or comment, college hoops, NFL, question of the day, a little bit on a lot of things. The return of Justin Williams to your Carolina Hurricanes. It's all fair game at 1-800-849-2761 on the David Glenn Show. UNC coach Roy Williams is joining us. You are uncomfortable with your name in the same sentence as Dean Smith. I know that I will never be as good as he was in, in any way. Yet when I hear people say those things, yeah, those things are pretty neat. I, but I try to make sure that's about as far as I go. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. Today, obviously, the team is an off day, so we're able to do this, and this is about me, and, you know, people that know me here know that I don't really like that very much, but, you know, tomorrow I want it to be about the team, and, and I'm here now, and I'm going to do my best to fit into this team as best I can, reacclimate myself, and do what I know how to do best. That's help this team. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. That was Justin Williams from earlier this hour, reintroduced as a member of the Carolina Hurricanes. He is the ultimate team player. As accomplished as he is, he doesn't want the attention. He doesn't need the attention. He probably had to be talked into just doing a press conference. He has joined us many times on the David Glenn Show, but we practically have to beg him to do it. He just is a low-key guy. He wants to win hockey games, chase championships, play with his kids, hang out with his teammates. He's a very simple dude. He's not all that impressed with himself, and yet he's a three-time Stanley Cup champion. He's one of the most respected guys I've ever seen in any hockey locker room. He's the former team captain. He wore the C last year, remember, as they made the Canes did that amazing run through the regular season and well into the postseason. Nice win by the Canes over the Flyers in overtime last night. Darren and I were there. We're talking a little hockey today, a lot of NFL today, a lot of college basketball, some college football as well. Kent Briggs, former Western Carolina football coach, hired Matt Rule 
to be an assistant with him with the Cowdermounts long before that David Tepper guy wanted to hire Matt Rule as the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Coach Briggs, also formerly of NC State, formerly of Cher Cherokee High School as a state champion coach at that level. Coach Briggs is going to drop by and tell us more about Matt Rule in his own first-person experience in less than 10 minutes. Will Brinson on the NFL, Eric McLean on college football, Mike DeCourcy on college basketball, all still to come. As we go to Zach and Greensboro on college hoops, Pitt is at Carolina tonight. State hosts Notre Dame. Wake hosts Florida State. Duke travels to Georgia Tech. The lingering NFL question of the day for your participation. What team, coach, or player will be under the most scrutiny this weekend and why? Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson because of last year's playoff nightmare. And Chiefs head coach Andy Reid because he's done everything there is to do except win it all. Lamar Jackson can't afford a loss to the Titans Saturday night, and Andy Reid can't afford a loss to the Texans on Sunday afternoon. Others are also under scrutiny, but those two are my gold and silver medal winners. We're taking more of your nominees at 1-800-849-2761. Zach in Greensboro, welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Hey, David, how are you today? Doing great. What's on your mind? Hey, just wanted to uh, touch base and comment a little bit about the uh... – you know, the media uh, flack that Coach uh, Roy Williams is getting about the least ever coached or least gifted ever coached team since he's been back at North Carolina. Right. Uh, you know, I, I've been listening to numerous press conferences over his 17-year tenure at North Carolina, and, um, you know, I, I, he usually always states if we're playing teams like Elon, UNCW, UNC Asheville, um, his first comments that come out of his mouth are usually, you know, well-coached, good effort, um, but the team just wasn't as gifted as we were tonight. Yeah. So I think really where I'm going with this is, is I think, he's, you know, the, the media is, is turning this on him and making him look like, you know, the victim. But really, you know, I was telling a buddy of mine this about, over, you know, over an hour ago, that, you know, quite frankly, I feel like it's, it's the exact opposite. I think what he's done privately hasn't worked. And I think what he's now doing publicly is going to work. Are we going to be a Final Four team? Probably well, not. Real, real quick, though, what what is the unfair part? The media certainly has not misquoted Roy Williams. There's nothing unfair about that. I, I don't see the unfairness toward Coach Williams from the media. I guess what I'm saying is, is I think it's being blown out of proportion by saying because of what, uh, because of his comment. Do you, do you agree it's the least gifted team he's had as the head coach of the Tardis? I disagree that it's. Oh, you least don't? Gifted. Okay, because I totally agree with him. I don't think Roy's posturing at all. Now, there may be some psychology to why he's saying things out loud, try to diffuse the pressure or whatever, but I've watched the Tar Heels since 1987. This is the least gifted team Roy Williams has ever had, and it ain't close back after this. Kevin Harlan is joining us. It was a boring game, and the guy ran out right through the formation as if he was a wide receiver <laughs> to be a part of the play. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. You always think of calling that dramatic last-second buzzer-beating shot or a touchdown pass or, or something more historic. This is the David Glenn Show.